Are you ready to become awesomer? Hello, everyone. My name is Umar Hamid. I'm your host on the No Limit Selling Podcast, where industry leaders share their tips, strategy, and advice on how you can become better, stronger, faster. Just before we get started, I've got a question for you. Do you have a negative voice inside your head? We all do, right? I'm going to help you remove that voice in under 30 days guaranteed. Not only remove it, but transform it. So instead of the voice that sabotages you, there's one that propels you to much higher levels of performance and success. There's a link in the show notes. Click on it to find out more. All right, let's get started. Hey, everyone. How are you? Looking forward to a great episode today. We have Raquel Soto with us today, and she's going to talk about how you can become awesomer. Let's get her on the show. Raquel, welcome to the program. Thank you so much for the invitation. I'm really excited to be here today. So as we were talking uh, before we went live, you were saying that one of the things that turned you off uh, with NLP specifically was that you noticed that some people were mirroring and matching you and using your uh, uh, speech syntax. And then once you figured out what they were doing, it kind of turned you off. Tell me more about that. Yes. Um, I, I'm a natural like, counselor. I've been doing coaching since I was little. <laughs> And so I didn't even know it was something that you can actually get paid for. Um, but I, so I just have a natural tendency and gifting for things. And, um, and I'm, I was telling you earlier, I'm a knower. I just know things and I don't know why I know them, but eventually the how <laughs> it reveals itself. And I remember a couple of years ago, a few years ago, I started to know a little bit about LNLP, kind of caught my attention. And then um, I didn't really study it much. But then a couple of years after that, which was more recent, there was um, a, a couple that I really liked and we were talking about doing business together. And then I noticed the way their, their bodies were changing, you know, their body language was changing when they were talking to me. And I can tell that they were following a script in their head. It was just for me, very obvious. Um, then they started to mirror my body language. They started to mirror my syntax of the way I was speaking, pacing. And it was so deliberate that to me was very obvious. But what I've recognized is that, you know, sometimes when you have a gift for things, it's obvious to you or it's easy for you but not for other people. <laughs> but it made me very uncomfortable. I was like, what are they doing, you know? Um, and then I found out that they were using, um, you know, they were just certified in LLP. And then I started to dive into it a little bit more. And that's actually some of the techniques, right? It's, it's the, the point of communication is to understand and to be understood. And when we are using language, the point of it is to connect and to build rapport. Yeah. The rapport is only about resonance, right? I, you need to see some of yourself in me so we can connect. And I found since then there's better ways of doing that instead of trying to connect with them in that kind of level. So it just so let felt. Me, let me challenge that uh, right now. Cause I think one of the things that uh, no matter what you're doing, how you're doing, it's the intent of the person that's with you is what's most important. If the intent is I want to connect with Raquel for the greater good of everything, yeah. uh, you pick it up in a different way. If the intent is I want to manipulate you, uh, we're hot wired to pick that kind of stuff up. So I think in the work that we do as human beings and as people that help other folks, our intent is so critically important because other people can sense it. Obviously, yes. They can. And that's what was happening. It was like I was catching it with my eyes, like something's off here. And they were doing what they were trained to do. 
Um, but it was very, it was coming off very forced to me and I was able to pick mm -hmm. it up and then I realized what they were doing. And that's the thing, right? Um, I, I'm right now my current rabbit hole and <laughs> is human design. And there's something called gates, kind of like your own internal giftings. Like and Bill it's Gates? called, I'm sorry? Like Bill Gates? <laughs> no, it's like a gate, right? It's an open door. Yeah. And so one of them is called the sacred salesman. And in the sacred salesman, right, is the ability to be able to connect with people, to be able to um, um, speak to them and connect with them in such a way that you, that you can have them buy into anything, an idea, a product, a service, whatever it is. But on the other side of that, of course, can be the man manipulation. And with anything, right, you said, um, I remember when I started learning even disc, <laughs> I had a funny teacher and he's, and I'm, I was obsessed with disc and I know that system very well. And he said, he's like, does it sound like a manipulation? Sure. <laughs> he's like, but really the intent of the heart. He's like, you want to connect with the person in front of you because that's, what's going to allow them to remember you is that when you create this space where they can just be themselves, where you see them, and you, they feel like they're being seen and accepted and like cherished for who they are, mm -hmm. then you're gonna end up building that connection with them profoundly. So whether they do business with you or not, the impression you leave with them is like, I like that person. And they're, they can even be like an evangelist for you because of the way that you made them feel. So I always had that in the back of my head of, of being very mindful of um, the way I communicate with people because I want them to feel that. There's so many people who don't, who didn't have that growing up, who don't feel that way, even if they are successful, feeling very lonely at the top, not being able to have that support system. So being able to use the gift of language as a means to create space for other people to be their authentic selves. Right, and I think part of that is uh, when you are open, and you have the right intent, that is an invitation for the other person to do the same. And if uh, you can do that, that is a gift. Because most people, you had said not being seen, but I think uh, just as important is not being heard. Because most of the time when we are with people, they're just waiting for you to shut up so they can get on with their story and how awesome they are. And uh, just giving people space is a, is a huge gift. And ultimately, at the end of the day, so I'm going to share a secret with you, Raquel. This is my superpower. My superpower is to just make other human beings feel safe. And when they feel safe, then they can open up with whatever's going on. And sometimes, uh, just by opening up, they find their own answers. And I just look like a genius. I didn't do anything other than uh, create a safe place. So talk to me about creating safety for people, whether it's therapeutic or you're just hanging out with friends. A, what does that mean? And B, how do you intentionally create a safe space for someone? It's like what you were saying, right? What is your intention? The, mm -hmm. the point of us connecting with each other is really to share our experiences and share our life. Whether we're sharing our life with somebody for five minutes because we just met them, or we're like in this playful space with our friends and our family. So it's, it's first like recognizing um, other people's gifts. And whether you use NLP or a system like DISC or a system like human design to be able to discern how they run. I remember years ago, I had a client and she was just like, well, what? and she was having marriage troubles. And she said, well, why do I have to do all the work? I said, because you're the one who wants to change. So if you want the change, then you have to do the work. And sometimes people just 
they don't want to do the little bit of work that it takes to just observe and watch their friend, watch the person and see how they're showing up and then allowing them to just show up the way they are. Some people are verbal processors, you know? So for people who are not, right? We're like, can you speed it up? Land the plane already. <laughs> but they're like circles, 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 and then eventually they land the plane. So, so for somebody who isn't a verbal processor, that might be annoying because you're like, can you get to the point already? <laughs> but once you recognize that the person is a verbal processor, then you can then change your own state and be like, okay, listen for cues. Do they just need a soundboard? So you're just listening and giving a haz or waiting to pause and then adding a question so they can continue to process? Or do you just need to be quiet and be intentional about what they're saying? So, <laughs> so it's like, oh, go ahead. So you can have someone that is, has a, a personality that's a director, let's say someone that a typical CEO might be that person. It's like, Raquel, just get to the bottom line. What do you want? But it could also be a visual person and not an auditory person. So give me the distinction between personality type as in get to the bottom line versus being an auditory processor or visual or kinesthetic. Cause uh, so balance the two for me. Sure. So someone who um, is more like in a dominant stage, right? Like you said, a director, um, you'll recognize them because they walk really fast. They talk very fast. Um, they'll even in their surroundings, uh, rewards are very important for them. Um, and so it's funny cause they normally attract what I call salts of the earth where people who are just like, Oh, kumbaya, come, let's just hang out together and touchy feely, more talky, <laughs> soft material clothes. So there's some visual cues to know where they're at. And so for them, it's really important for you to speak in bullet points for those of people who are influencers, who are hyper creatives, who are salt of the earth people who just like to like have their friendship and, and their connection. Even somebody who's a critical thinker, who is very left, left brain and, and analysis and data is really important. When you're going to connect with somebody who is a director type, it's like sidestepping your communication. Again, the point of communication is to understand and be understood. And what I found is a lot of people say, well, I just want to show up as myself. Yes. But there is wisdom in learning how other people receive what you have to say. And so if you want to have that person receive and understand where you're coming from, observe and then speak their language. For a director, it's bullet points. For a director is being able to give the vision, the big picture. So that's really important. Now, if you're more of an influencer creative type, you'll know them because generally speaking, they're generally speaking. <laughs> they're, you know, lots of bling, lots of color. You know, their, uh, their main thing is the F word, fun, whatever, whatever is fun for them. That's what's going to catch their attention. So for that kind of person, tell them a story. They love stories. They love storytelling. So when somebody who is a director encounters the, the influencer, the creative, the storyteller, what they have in common is that they love this big vision. What is the big vision? And then the storyteller can tell the end result to the director because the director just wants outcome. Their focus is what is the result of this? Then you have another kind of personality type that I call the salt of the earth. And what's really important to them is family, friends, they're not slow. They're just slower than the director and the influencer. And so they're going to be speaking slower, 
talking slower, have soft clothes. I'm going to challenge you there because my worldview isn't the same. I agree with a lot of things that you said that the someone that's like that. It's a lot of HR folks would be people that care about other people and want to make sure everything's going okay. We're having a party at the head office, but what about the satellite office? They're going to feel left alone and undervalued. But those people could be people that are visual people that talk really quickly. They could be people that are very kinesthetic or auditory. So there could be different uh, modalities for them, but they're still relators, people that really are concerned about other people uh, who's got a birthday when. So uh, is what I'm saying uh, inaccurate? And if it is, uh, help me understand more clearly. No, everybody has all of these things inside of them. And then it switches depending on the environment, right? So for instance, in my natural state, I'm a salt, salt of the earth influencer. So I'm very like laid back, let's hang out. We're gonna, you know, you're gonna feel good in my presence, right? If I'm hyper, the, the influencer part of the storyteller <laughs> comes out more, that let's have fun together. However, when I'm working, I'm a task animal. I am a critical thinker dominant. So I think very critically, very left brain. I'm able to you know, make the list, make it happen. I have a lot of internal energy to do that and to have that kind of focus. And so it just really depends on, and that's really understanding yourself, right? Everything Absolutely. you want is in the gift of someone else. And so when you understand that, then you're like, okay, let me start with the gift in me. How is it that I actually function? How is it that my energy runs? How is it that my focus functions? And then giving yourself the grace that, you know what, you're not, maybe you have the kind of energy type that you can't run like I do. I can, like yesterday, I worked seven hours straight until like, you know, and then I started, I can feel the burnout. And then I just took a nap for like an hour and a half. And then I was able to go some more. But see, somebody would look at my schedule who doesn't have that kind of energy motor running and be like, just looking at your list makes me tired. But they function really well if you give them like a two hour window because they're incredibly efficient. Somebody like me who has all this energy, if I don't recognize the gift in the other person that that's how their brain is wired, the body is wired, then I may get frustrated because I can go for seven hours, but they really physically can't. They need some kind of break for the rhythm to work really well. But once you recognize that, then you can actually work with each other well, have a great relationship because then you recognize I can give this staff member or like this friend, we can go out for two hours. Their energy is going to peter out. <laughs> They're going to need a break. They can't people anymore. And that's fine. Once you recognize that, then you can create again the space for the other person to feel good with you. All right. Brilliant. Uh, just before we go back into this, because I think it's a fascinating topic, a word from our sponsor. To let go of anxiety, let go of uncertainty, let go of doubt. Mindset Boosters gives you the ability to decide how you act and feel in any situation. Ready to take charge of your mindset? Go to MindsetBoosters.com. All right. So well, several things you said there, Raquel, that are like critically important for people. Number one, communications isn't about what you intend. It's about what's received. Uh, the pathway to get there is very much like you said, that we need to know ourselves. What, how do we function? Where are our strengths? What's our personality type? And once we know who we are, our intent needs to be is I want to make communications as easy as possible for the person I'm with and to honor them 
in this conversation, I'm going to notice that this is how they like to receive information. And I'm going to give it to them in that way. And the mm-hmm. intent is overall important because my intent is I'm going to get Raquel to buy this amazing hat. Uh, that's what I want. You can sense it. If my intent is I want Raquel to feel valued and feel really comfortable on my show, uh, that comes through. So Raquel, why don't you share a story with us of one of your clients, uh, like what was their, what they thought their issue was, how you figured out what the real issue was and what you did to get them the transformation they needed. Um, a recent one, actually, I just started to incorporate human design into um, my coaching business. And with one of them, at first it was just like, okay, let, my intention is that when you sit with me, you're going to understand that you're beautifully and wonderfully made and that there's nothing wrong with you. I'm beautiful? All right. Yes. <laughs> let me write that down quickly. <laughs> you're beautifully and wonderfully made. And so I remember recently, and I saw her again, and she's been mentioning it every time that we're all together in this group. And this particular one, she's brilliant. She has a thriving coaching business of her own. Um, and she's just a curious about really what I was doing. And so we sat together and one of the things that came up was her, that one of the things that lights her up is touch. It's actually where she's gifted at. And so she was saying, and she said it again yesterday, she said, you don't understand what you did for me in that session. All my life, I've been told that I'm needy and that I, that I shouldn't need some, that touch. And also this thing about external validation because that also lights her up because of our identity center. And so it really showing her how she's energetically and genetically made. I'm revealing to her, when you get those things, everybody's needy. First of all, everybody's needy because everybody needs certain things to make them thrive, come alive, have that engine like, whew, yes, you know, let me just take life by, by, <laughs> by the horns and do something, be excited about life. And when you get the things that you need, you feel most alive. And when you feel most alive, you end up like sharing that with the world. And then you can show up as your authentic self because you're empowered to do so. So she was saying that those two things that came out of our session, which like was 45 minutes, it completely changed everything. It was just like years of trauma melted away once you recognize that, no, yes, when I have that touch, it's something that is fueling me. When other people confirm or tell me about what I'm doing and how that's impacting them, it's really an amazing motivator because it lights her up. She feels like, yes, I'm on the right path. I am doing what I'm supposed to be doing. There is a lot of fruit and multiplication happening because of these external words. There are some people who just, they don't need that to be motivated to do what they need to do or what they want to do. But there are some people that need that external validation. And some of this talk around self-love has been like, well, you don't need somebody else to tell you, tell yourself. But there are people who are genetically designed that they need that. It's part of the fuel that that helps them be who they're created to be. So let me add add to that. We'll let you go on. As human beings, we're social animals. Uh, I was listening to this guy who was a captain on the New York uh, police force. And as I lock them up, if they uh, start acting up, put them in isolation, and that's how you deal with them. And this particular gentleman ended up uh, breaking the law and being sent to prison. And when he came out, he said, before, I thought uh, solitary confinement was like no big deal. Keep the animals away from the rest of the population. 
And he said, that is torture. Like literally after about a week, you start going crazy. And the number one buyer of uh, psychiatric meds is the prison system in the U.S. So uh, we are social animals and we need that interaction. We need that validation. Uh, I'm not sure, Raquel, after this interview, I'm going to need a hug. Uh, and you'll probably need one, too. Too bad we're not close together. So, yeah, it's uh, some people are very tactile. And I think one of the things we need to do is this is uh, so one of the things I need uh, in order to feel loved is physical touch. Mm-hmm. And so rather than get my uh, fiance to kind of uh, uh, try and figure out how I work, it's like, honey. When we're driving, if you just reach out and place your hand on my lap, that melts my heart. Like, don't keep it a secret. You know what your personality type is. Let people know. And more importantly, figure out what their type is so you can honor them. It's, uh, we all need each other and we can make like one and one and one is not two. It's 11 if you do it right. So yeah, uh, it's, uh, we all need people. And if you think about all those people in Hollywood that you hear about in interviews and they're like, uh, uh, I won the Oscar and I thought I'll never, ever work again. Or sooner or later, they're going to figure out, I don't know what the hell I'm doing. And you're going, you earned $30 million a movie and you've been doing this for 20 years and you still feel like an imposter. So yeah, don't be shy to tell people what you need. It's not a sign of weakness. It's like a shorthand. So let me ask you, Raquel, what do you need in order to feel valued from like those, not a romantic relationship, but just like friends, what do they need to do for you that would allow you to uh, feel valued? It's so funny when you go through the love languages, you know, it's like, I'm so extra. It's like, I need them all in different increments. (laughs) So I love, you know, whether you're spending time with me, like texting, you know, um, having that conversation, conversation, because I'm a talker storyteller, you know, that's really important to me. Um, And then being able to hang out with them. One of the things that really drew me close to my beloved children, that now it's like, they're my other set of kids is that I've I've spent a lot of time with them doing what they love to do. So two of the boys are um, soccer, you know, in soccer, but the travel soccer, it's very, you know, high level soccer. I travel with them. Mm. I, I show up to almost all their games. And so now, you know, we have such a close relationship because I, I involve myself in something that they love to do. Plus I love traveling and I love hanging out. So that was like perfect. So I just combined those two things, something that I love. And now I really, you know, tied us together um, as, a, as a family, as an extended family. So I love spending time with my friends, whether it's virtual. I mean, I can do Zoom and stuff and I just feel so connected. Um, I love hearing people's voices because there's so much juiciness and passion that you really can't get over text. <laughs> but time and quality time is really important to me. Um, it's quality, not quantity. I don't need a lot of time. I just wanna be able to, to have some of that space and kind of like get you to myself. Can I have you to myself and be selfish for an hour or two <laughs> we're, if we're together and have your attention? And even if that's like once a month and once every other month, that's like good enough for me. So Raquel, we're all a work in progress. Uh, I suspect that Raquel from two years ago really sucks compared to the amazing woman we have before us. And in two, three years, the version of you out there is going to be better, stronger, faster. So what's the thing you're working on you right now? that allows that new Raquel 3.0 to emerge? Like what's that one area you wish you could uh, 
just be better at? Um, really to, uh, how do I phrase this? Um, I have a lot of, I'm fortunate to have people in my inner circle, even people in my social business circle who see the gifts in me. Mm. And sometimes um, I've been, and I'm being decondi deconditioned of this myself, is that um, allowing myself to show up completely because growing up, just being who I was, was misinterpreted as me trying to get attention, being too loud. I had to, you know, be quieter um, because it made other people feel uncomfortable. And so allowing myself to just, <laughs> it's like doctor, heal yourself, right? To do the things that I tell my clients to do and do for myself, how I create the space for other people to feel safe and accepted and to flourish, to do that for myself as well. And it's something even my daughter has said, she goes, mom, do not shrink back. And I was just like, yeah, yeah. do not shrink back. <laughs> Because if, if I'm too bright or too loud or too much, then you're just not my people. And that's just a reminder that the people who I'm meant to serve love the loudness or the quietness, whatever mode I'm in, <laughs> whether I'm wearing a lot of color or not. They're who I'm meant to serve. And, tr and my voice has a signature sound. Don't know me when they hear me. And that's, and that's what I have to remember. I don't have to be someone else's version or preferred version yeah. of me. As Not only myself. do they hear you, they hear you from across the room. Just kidding. So yeah, I think there's a wisdom there. You need to be yourself. And sometimes we're conditioned in this world. So it goes back to intent. If my intent is to impress you and uh, then I'm showing off. But if my intent is to be me in service of you, then that's just a different feel. You just feel different. It's just, hey, I really like Umar because when I'm not being myself, there's a disconnect from what your higher self picks up and what your eyes see. And it's like, wait a minute, uh, there's a disconnect. But when I'm authentically myself with the right intentions, you get to go, huh, I feel safe around Umar or I, uh, Raquel. I love her. I'm not that loud, but I love that about her. And I think that's amazing. So let me tell you a quick story uh, my uh, wife passed away, and uh, for the first year, uh, basically, not one day of sadness, not one day of not getting out of bed, uh, just kind of, uh, after a year, I went to release her ashes in the Pacific Ocean. So I went across the uh, continent and released them on a Sunday, and then sometime on a Sunday, I tweaked my back, and by Monday, it was just in agony. So I went to uh, a chiropractor after my... Uh, day of business meetings in San Francisco and said, Oh my God, it's hurting. She tried to fix, couldn't fix it. And then she said, can I do some muscle testing? Uh, are you familiar with that Raquel? I am. Yes. And so she tested, is this a physical issue? The answer came back. Uh, no. Is this a chemical issue? No. Is this an emotional issue? And my body answered, hell yes. And she goes, when did this pain start? Sunday. Uh, did anything emotional happen on Sunday? And I went, holy shit. For a year, I deluded myself that I was not grieving, but it was deep, deep down, hidden from myself, and it just came into fruition that day when I released the ashes. And so what I ended up doing was going, huh, A, I deluded myself, news to me, and two, what would I do for a client to heal them? And I just did that. And I think what reminded me of the story is what you said. 
is like, you know, this is what I do for a client to help them. But sometimes we forget to do it to ourselves. So, you know, wisdom there. Thank you for sharing that. So before we part company, Raquel, what is, what are three pieces of advice you'd give people that would allow them to be more authentic, more powerful, and just uh, be their best selves? First, really un understanding that being real sometimes is a cop out. Saying, I'm just going to say what I'm going to say. I'm it's not responsible for what you understand, or, you know, how you understand it. That's not true. So just understanding that um, there's some nuance to communication and whatever it is that you want is in the gift of someone else. So it's worth getting some knowledge around that. The second thing is that really honoring who you are as well and that creating healthy boundaries with no's <laughs> in whatever form, softest form you can, you can create that is really important as well. Mm. Um, it's important to say yes to the things that are going to empower you but some of that empowerment has to has to be no, even to good things. Sometimes we have to release the good to get the great. And then not being um, uh, afraid to experiment and to try new things and to go to to places and be with people that you normally may, normally probably wouldn't go around because there's so much beauty in different cultures and people and and subcultures that you're, we're missing out on when we don't open our ourselves ourselves up to adventures. So I challenge you to have an adventure um, with people and just start to really honor them and first honoring yourself. Absolutely. And uh, Raquel, do you have a question for me? I'll be on um, the hot <laughs> <laughs> uh, Oh, not, not my, my brain is going blank. I should have had that ready. <laughs> My, my my brain is blank. But tell uh, if you can tell me a little bit more of even how, how did you get are you how did you get involved with NLP or what's like your favorite thing about communication and what you've learned about the power of communication. So this is uh, I guess one of the biggest truths for me is in our culture for a lot of people the way we were raised uh, by our parents it's like. Uh, uh, don't be a show off. Don't brag a lot. And I think what that's done is for a lot of people live smaller lives. So I think it comes back to that intent that uh, my biggest wish for people is to be the best version of yourself and shine brightly. Cause when you shine brightly, you're not showing off. What you're doing is you're illuminating the path for other people and giving them permission that it's okay for you to shine too. Cause if I shine and you shine and your friends start shining is that when we are our best selves, uh, we don't have to be petty. And this person said that and all that kind of bullshit that gets in the way of us being a great family society company gets out of the way. So shine, baby shine. That's what I want for people. Know thyself. That is a pathway uh, making the world a better place and giving you know, 250 people minimum in your universe. When you shine, you give all of them the permission to shine as well. And I think that's what we need to do. And if the intent is to show off and belittle other people, then shame on you. But if the intent is to illuminate the path, then hallelujah. Can I hear an amen? Amen. It's a ripple effect. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, Raquel, uh, 
thank you so much for being on the show. Uh, we're going to put your uh, links in our show notes. But for the people on a treadmill right now listening to this, what's the best way to get a hold of you? You can uh, get a hold of me through the website, which is yourdreamlife.coach or on LinkedIn. And you can just go to linkwithraquel.com and it'll take you right to my LinkedIn page. Brilliant. You are beautiful and wise. And thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you for the invitation. If you enjoyed this episode, please go to iTunes and leave a five-star rating. And if you're looking for more tools, go to my website at nolimitselling.com. I've got a free mind training course there that's going to teach you some insights from the world of neuro-linguistic programming. And that is the fastest way to get better results. 